Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is January 22nd, 2020. Researching this podcast is killing me, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, y'all. This is Kat Jones, your host. This is Queer All Year on January 22nd, 2020. I am here with my sound producer and bro, McGee. I got blisters on my fingers. Yeah, Helter Skelter did cause a lot of issues in the world. Well, anyway, let's get on to social media so we can get on to our stories, which are not necessarily super exciting today. Kind of bummers, maybe? Not totally bummers. I have one not bummer. Haha. So, Facebook. We are queer all year on Facebook, and we are queer all year just in general. So that works out, right? Our group on Facebook is Queer All Year Fam because we are a fam. You should go out there and join that and talk and interact and tell us things that you would like to hear on certain days because we're kind of going into a rut right now where there's not a whole lot to talk about in the history side of things. So I'm kind of starting to talk about legislation that's upcoming, which is an important thing. Believe me, I'm going to do it even if there's like a million stories, whatever, that's important. But if you know something on a certain date in history, I would love to hear about it because I might not be able to find it out there. There are 8 million sources out there that have different dates in history and one of the sources I use has like a thing from March that they say is in January and I'm confused. So please tell me anything about history. It's somehow I will find it gay. I will make it gay. Give me some history. I will make it gay. So um, if you want to give me more history to make gay, um, Twitter and Instagram, we are queer all year pod. Uh, We may be Queer All Year Pod on other social media accounts. I will have to ask my team of two or three people who may or may not be running my social media. I don't have any control over it. Don't blame anything on me. Don't at me. It's them. Our Patreon is booming in that we have one patron and we have our first bloopers out. And according to McGee, they're really good. He gets to pick them. I don't. So... I'm excited to listen to him. We are patreon.com slash queerallyearpod. Um, at the $5 tier, you get bonus episodes, but at the $1 tier, you also get the bloopers. So whatever you would like to give us, if you would like to give us anything, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, also, a great way you can help is to subscribe and rate us on whatever podcatcher you use I hate that word I didn't like it coming out of my mouth and I'm not going to let it come out of my mouth again so rate us on whatever you're listening on because when you give us a five-star review it bumps us up in the ratings and we're able to reach more people and then queer history becomes real history because it is real history but people don't think it is So it helps us be more prevalent and it helps you become better people in the world because people understand you and it's wonderful. Believe me, I've been doing so much research lately into this and I love it. I love this project, but the world is just a 
bunch of horrible things and you are not a horrible thing. And so give us a five-star review so everyone will know that we are here and we're queer and history doesn't have to be like this sometimes. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm going to move on to a story about Roe v. Wade. Here we go. Woo! All right, so this is the 47th anniversary of the passing of Roe v. Wade, the United States Supreme Court case that protects every woman's right to choose when it comes to abortion. And as we in the United States know, there are a lot of court cases trying to bring that down pretty constantly, but like pretty seriously lately. I'm not even going to really think about that for a little while because that's not what we're here for. So, it is not pro-abortion. It protects the right to choose. I am not trying to push my beliefs on this subject because we are talking about a person involved and not the actual case. So, the woman known as Jane Roe in the case, as in Roe v. Wade, was actually named Norma McCorvey, and her life was difficult, complicated, and societally problematic. So... Her family was abandoned by her father, I think, around uh, when she was 13. And she and her siblings, or she might just have one brother, I think, were raised by their diabolical mother, a raging alcoholic who stole Norma's first child, Melissa, and then made Norma sign adoption papers while she was in an altered state of mind. And I can't find any explanation as to why her mother wasn't charged with kidnapping, but it probably had something to do with Norma being a divorced 18-year-old mother in 1965 who had developed a drinking and drug problem after Melissa's birth. So, like I said, complicated, problematic, kind of sad, really stinks. Her mom's, I was like, what? There was something to do about a baby doll, like, being put in the place of Melissa, I could not find how that was relevant to anything, but I just wanted to put it out there. If someone wants to tell me what the baby doll was about in terms of kidnapping this child, tell me, because I don't don't get it at all. So anyway, it was around this time that Norma started identifying as a lesbian. Her mother, who she'd still somehow been living with, kicked her out because of that. And then sometime afterward, Norma once again became pregnant. And she gave birth to the child and placed it for adoption. I don't know anything about this child. I don't know what anyone does. It's unfortunate, but at least it's hopefully in a good home. Uh, At the age of 21, she became pregnant for a third time. Um, She attempted to get an illegal abortion, but the clinic she'd been referred to had been raided by police and closed down. She was found by Linda Coffey and Sarah Weddington, who were two attorneys looking for pregnant women who wanted abortions so they could hold trials that they hoped would eventually reach the Supreme Court, which Roe v. Wade eventually did. It took three years, and Norma never attended any of the trials. So Roe in Roe v. Wade never attended any of the trials, Uh, she ended up giving birth to her baby and put that one up for adoption as well. After the ruling by the Supreme Court that gave women the choice to have safe abortions or not, she came out as the Roe and Roe v. Wade and revealed who she was. 
Um, she claimed that the reason she had sought an abortion was because she'd been raped and was depressed. Uh, she later said that her claims of having been raped were false. I'm not going to make a decision on whether she was lying either time or not. That's her thing. She uh, published an autobiography in 1994, and at a book signing, she met and became friends with an evangelical minister named Flip Benham, who was the national director of Operation Rescue, which is an anti-abortion group that I guess tries to rescue like people from having abortions or fetuses from being aborted. There's a lot of things they're rescuing, they think. Uh, Norma ended up becoming a Christian and publicly declared her regret for her part in the Supreme Court case. She became anti-abortion, joined the Operation Rescue, uh, lobbied for the overturn of Roe v. Wade, and uh, eventually she became a Catholic, declared she was no longer a lesbian, and then was fully confirmed into the Catholic Church. So from around the time of the birth of her third child, she had lived with her partner, Connie Gonzalez. And they were together around 35 years, but then Norma broke off the relationship sometime in the 90s when she converted to Catholicism. Uh, Norma died on February 18th, 2017, still a staunch supporter of pro-life causes and without ever having reconciled or had a relationship with her daughter, Melissa who had been, as I said, stolen by her mother. So that was a unfortunate, strange little journey she had in her life. And uh, it was very strange, I think, for the LGBT community to be involved in Roe v. Wade in that way. And speaking of legislation, I am continuing to watch new legislation involving LGBT rights. Right now, there's a bunch of stuff going on with trans rights as it pertains to children. So intersex things and transgender things, and those are two separate things, but those are two things that are big right now on a lot of dockets, if that's the right word. Anyway, today... We are keeping an eye on South Dakota Bill HB 1057-0. It is scheduled to be voted on today, but as of this recording, the vote hasn't happened because you don't know how early we record these. The bill, quote, creates a new Class 4 felony for medical professionals who engage in certain practices on minors for the purpose of attempting to change or affirm the minor's perception of the minor's sex if that perception is inconsistent with the minor's biological sex. It is being called the Vulnerable Child Protection Act. I am not going to scream again about using children as political platforms for your own fear. I'm, I'm not going to do it. So anyway, this bill would make it illegal for doctors to perform gender-affirming surgery or prescribe hormone replacement therapy or hormone blockers, anything like that, that would help young kids who are going through body dysmorphia or anything like that have a way to feel 
normal and right. And I feel like that's a very dangerous thing to legislate. I feel like in these cases, no one is looking at the psychology of it. And it really upsets me. And the bill is rightly opposed by the ACLU. Now, as I said, when we were discussing California's failed bill to protect intersex children from unnecessary surgery, I believe in letting a child express their inner feelings and make decisions for themselves. I don't necessarily say they should, you know, have surgery immediately. I mean, even especially in that case before, I said they should not be forced to have surgery by their parents. So I can kind of understand the surgery part of this bill, but I don't like it from a moral standpoint of where they're coming from with it. Plus, not to mention, a minor cannot decide if they want to have surgery. And the doctor isn't going to come in in this situation and say, hey, your kid is transgender. I'm going to go have a surgery on them. Like, no, that's the parent's responsibility at that point. I mean, the kid's can't go through pretty much anything without parental consent and so what why are we putting this on the doctors you know like the parents are the ones saying okay do this and but instead it's just for the doctors the doctors are the ones that it's a class four felony for and I even read in an article that I'm going to quote in the show notes because I can't remember it right now and I didn't write it down in my script because I'm not in a good mindset today. Um, They said that it was to dissuade more physicians from trying to do those surgeries. And it's like, well, they can't really do those surgeries unless the parents say they can. So what? What? And I don't understand why there's no onus on the parents. But I do think this is possibly a situation where they don't want to take the power away from the parents like they do with, you know, laws about parents being anti-vaxxers or making religious choices for whether their kids can have medicine or not. Like, we give parents a lot of power. And I think we're a little afraid to put in any sort of legislation that would set a precedent to counteract something somewhere else in any sort of medical sense. I am not a lawyer or a doctor. Uh, There may be someone from the Getting Off podcast listening to this. Uh, You guys, let me know because I clearly sound like an idiot and you guys are great at calling people out and I love it. Call me out because I am like an idiot. So, That's just my belief based on how I understand it. I hopefully will have more professional insights soon. Anyways, like I said, we haven't seen the vote yet as of this recording. Uh, We'll stay updated on social media like I did with the California bill. You know, like I'll probably yell about it on social media and then on the episode. It'll be good. There are currently 10 states with similar bills. Our show notes will have a link to a Facebook post by activist Debbie Jackson containing more information, a list of the states, and an open letter that you can sign against these bills and affirming doctors who are allies of us. So our show notes will have that. I'm going to 
continue posting those in the show notes until they all have been passed or failed or anything like that because it's important to keep up with those things. So let's talk about something that isn't terrible. We're going to talk about the wide world of lesbian cats. So there weren't very many stories today, and they were bummers, so I want to tell you about some history currently on exhibition at The Center, the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Community Center in New York City, curated by Rachel Korbman with the support of a Public Humanities Fellowship from Humanities New York, the wide world of lesbian cats brings to light, quote, a history of cat memes in lesbian, feminist, and queer cultural productions from the 1970s to the present. It sounds amazing. It is currently on exhibition, and I can't find a date when it ends. So if you're interested, you should probably head there soon, just in case. I think you can see at least some of it online, but... I definitely think you should go to this place anyway because it sounds really cool. And, oh, if you want, you can tweet your lesbian cats to at HerStoryCats on Twitter. H-E-R-S-T-O-R-Y-C-A-T-S. All one word. Tweet your lesbian cats and tag us in it because I also want to see your lesbian cats. That will make my world better. That will make your world better. That will make the world better. That will make Twitter so much better. And that'll make history better. Woo! Lots of lesbian cats on Twitter. Let's take it over, guys. Because we are making history together today. We can make the world not have horrible bills like this. We can make the world have lots of lesbian cat memes. And then we can make everything happy i believe we can do it it's a fight but we can do it and you are important in this fight you are helping us make history and we love you